All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by a six-time Music NL nominee. He is a phenomenally creative musician who seamlessly blends the sounds of the 50s and the 60s British invasion with the sounds of rock, folk, country, jazz, and alternative. And of course, I am speaking about my guest who joins us here today from the East Coast of Canada. He is Adrian House. How's it going today, Adrian? It's good. I really like that buildup. If I could like get you to come to some of my shows, you know, introduce me like that. <laughs> that would be sweet. I'll, I'll send you a voice clip. <laughs> Play Sounds it when good. you come out the stage, right? Sounds great. Get the drum roll behind it. and. Oh, yeah. I mean, the more fanfare, the better for that stuff, right? Exactly. You got to get the fans hyped for it. You got to get them ready, especially when we're coming back out into it. I mean, I know on the East Coast, you guys have been able to play a few more live shows than we have on the West Coast. I'm a little jealous of that fact, though. I know. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're on an island here in Newfoundland, so pretty far from everybody. So it was a bit of a fortress during COVID for a while. And we were a bit <laughs> smug about it. And then, uh, you know, being able to do live shows and stuff. But now, of course, with the Omicron, it's uh, it's full on here with with COVID. But luckily, you know, it seems like it's not as dangerous as the other variants. So we're still keeping on with the shows and everything. And it's, it's nice to be able to be back in uh, the real world, for sure. Absolutely. Inside of that fortress of solitude that is the East Coast. And of course, <laughs> as you mentioned, we've been going through a few things here. We've been going through some changes. These past yes. couple of years, which of course is the title of your latest single here. It comes off of your 2019 album, Looking Up. So first off, I need to know before we dive into the single itself, what was the decision to release this as a single right now? Exactly. Well, like you mentioned, I put it out in 2019 and we all know what happened in 2020. So it was the fall of 2019 when I put the album out and I was... I released the album. I was basically exhausted after. And the thing is, you put a lot of work and effort into making an album when you're an independent artist. But then it's almost like there's a whole other job you have to take on after the album comes out, which is promoting it, right? And I just didn't have it in me for those first few months after releasing the record to do much promotion. And then the pandemic hit. So right as I was sort of getting wrapped up. And so I feel like it the album did not get a proper release, proper promotion when it came out. And so, yeah, it was, it was a uh, carry at bad parade, a per Toronto promotion company that got in touch with me out of the blue and just said, Hey, this single is awesome. Uh, we would love to help you promote it. So, so I was like, you know what, this is meant to be it. Uh, it never got a proper release the first time around. Let's do this properly. Remaster it make a video a new video which i'd wanted to do for years and you know what i feel like the message of the song too is is really appropriate for everything that we've gone through all the changes that we've gone through the past couple of years so so a few different factors made it i think a good time to put it out again absolutely and that was one question that i actually wanted to ask was did has the last couple of years uh changed uh what the song means to you yeah, good question. I think I think it has. I I feel like when I wrote the song, it was a bit more on a personal level. I was thinking more about 
my own life. And I mean, that is the course. It's like, I'll get through all of these changes. So it was about just ups and downs. Well, not just my, I mean, when I write a song and I say, I, it's not, it's never just like me, you know, there's always a, a creation of a character. So I'll say that the characters, it was about the characters ups and downs, which had aspects of my own life. And, you know, about a breakup that he'd gone through trying to get himself back together after that. And then that feeling that resilience and that energy of just feeling on top of things again and feeling connected to life again. So that was the, you know, what was in my head when I wrote the song. And now after the past couple of years, I feel like that has, that can be really expanded in a more universal way, just because, you know, the changes that you go through in, in when a pandemic, when you're like, life is normal, all of a sudden you're walking around, everything is fine. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, all the schools are closed and, you know, we can't, you can't go and say hi to your parents. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like those are really abrupt changes. And I think they're unexpected. And if you're not prepared for something like that, it's really hard to deal with. But I think what I'm trying to say in the song is that those are extreme examples of just the reality of what life is always like. Do you know what I mean? Like you never know from one day to the next what is going to happen. We get settled in our routines, but still it's, it's never predictable from one day to another. So I practice Buddhism and that's a big part of that philosophy is to just accept that things are not permanent and they're always in flux. So I guess that ties in with that as well. And so I guess with this song and the message is hoping, I'm hoping that I can tell people that, you know, the reality is that it's things are changing all the time and it's okay. (laughs) And that you can get through it no matter what happens. And, you know, we're still, I mean, most of us are still here. So that's it. Human beings are uh, adaptation machines, right? It's uh, we've proven it before; we can do it again. I think we're the are we are we the only species that can live on every single or that is on every single continent in the world, something like that. But we are certainly the most adaptable of animals, even though paradoxically we hate change as well. <laughs> it's a kind of a funny aspect where it's like we can do it but my god i don't want to <laughs> exactly one thing we don't like being uncomfortable like whether physically psychologically emotionally we don't enjoy that but again it's an inevitable inevitable part of life and sometimes you got to be like you know what it's not gonna be comfortable but i'm gonna deal with it and it's gonna be okay <laughs> so uh yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So of course, you dove behind a little bit of what the track meant to you. But when it comes to actually putting the track together, I know you had a couple of uh, friends to help you with putting things together. So what, how exactly did the track come together inside of the studio side of things? Right? Well, yeah, the producer Jake Nickel happens to be a really good friend of mine. And he's a real mainstay in the St. John's music scene. He's produced so many different records from really lo-fi kind of punk rock things to Kelly McMichael's new record, which, you know, I think, you know, she's gotten several music animal awards. She's been touring across um, 
across the U.S. with uh, Sarah Harmer and stuff now. So Jake is, has had his hands in lots of different projects and just a really, really sweet guy and kind of a musical genius who just, you know, can play a whole bunch of different instruments and really knows a lot about the equipment. So I, I wanted to go for kind of an old school sound in the record. And I was like, can we do this on tape, Jake? And he's like, yes, of course. I love this. So we did it completely analog on a track a track reel to reel, which was really fun and gave a really warm sound to it. Jake played drums. He's an excellent drummer. He's in the band, the burning hell band from Ontario who tours Europe every single year. Really great band. If, if anyone hasn't checked them out, I highly recommend checking them out. So yeah, I had, I had Jake and, um, on the pianos and the keyboards. And then I was able to get, again, a couple of people I know from former members of Hey Rosetta. Most people have heard of them. Probably the biggest band to come out of Newfoundland in the past 20 years. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Josh Ward played bass on it and just laid down such a groovy bass line, which really makes me think of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, what's that song? You know the thund- thunder only happens when it's raining. What's what's that song called? Um, I always forget the name. I always call it "Thunder Only Happens When It's Raining," but that's not the name of the song. Is it Dreams? Dreams. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That like You know. Ooh, he's dancing. <laughs> and uh, exactly. So it it totally made me think of that. But it's just like so groovy. And then I and then I had Mara Pellerin who um. I, did she play keys in Heroes Rosetta? She played a couple things and she sang and she did these beautiful uh, backing vocals towards the end of the song, which was another nice little touch. So it was kind of, it was just a really fun time in the studio. You know, it's just like we're hanging out and making music. It just felt, it didn't feel stressful. It just felt fun. So that I think really contributed to the, the feeling of the song as well. nice and it came together for a fantastic song and of course once again we mentioned uh some help of some uh, friends and you mentioned earlier that you got to release a a music video for this track here recently i believe uh just maybe even like a week ago maybe Uh, um a couple weeks what was the date yeah i guess it was it was a couple weeks ago now okay a couple weeks ago 10 days or something yeah Week and a half, let's say. You got to release a music video for the track as well. Had a little bit of uh, help with some friends for that. So what was it like to put that together? Yeah, that was so fun. I had this idea in my head probably a couple of years ago when pandemic was starting. Music and I was giving out some funding for people to do different projects. So I, I had this idea that would be so fun to have to do exactly what I did to have friends and family lip syncing, like align each of the song wherever they want it to be, you know, especially cause we're all separate and stuff at that point. Cause I just thought it would be just fun and like a really positive vibe, which I wanted to put out with the song. So yeah. So then when this, you know, I, when I started doing this promotion for the single, I was like, okay, this is the time again, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this video together. I put the call out out and like so many people responded. I think I had around 40 participants in the end. So a really good response. And I just told people to take, I I assigned each person or group of people a line of the song. I just said, 
just go with it and interpret it how you want and just express yourself and have fun with it. And I feel like that really comes through in the video. It's just this. So it's basically just a collage of like 40 different people just putting their own stamp on this little section of the song. And it's just so funny. Now there's, there's like, there's my friends in the Guatemalan jungle, like (laughs) sitting in this, in this pool. I don't know how they managed to do it like in the middle of nowhere like that, but I was so grateful that I have, you know, other friends who did a goofy thing on sleds. We have like Andy Jones, who's a very well-known local actor. He did a bit with his wife. They're, they're my neighbors, you know, friends and family in Ottawa and all over the place. So it was just, just getting all these videos when they were, when they started coming in, it was, it just puts such a smile on my face every time I saw them. It was just, it was really touching. And it came together with a very fun video. Like you mentioned, it's kind of neat to see everybody's uh, different interpretation and all of the different settings and just how it all came together. It's uh, fantastic. Just all of those different people who wanted to be a part of this. Thanks. Yeah. And like I said, it was, some of them are just really touching and some of them are pretty goofy. Like the guy, Richie Perez, who was the editor of the video, he's the guy who's like in the shower with holding his iguana. So <laughs> don't worry. It is, it is G rated the video. I promise you mm-hmm. <laughs> G for iguana, G for iguana. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was really, really fun. And, uh, I don't know. Everyone who's watched it has just been like, Oh my God, this just puts such a smile on my face. And that was, that was the goal. So like, goal achieved (laughs) hey i love to hear it i love it and of course we mentioned earlier that the past couple of years it's been a little bit difficult to uh hype up the album and otherwise and now now it's maybe been a little bit easier but in the middle you took the opportunity you uh took a little bit of gusto and uh hopped on side of your bicycle and toured across three separate provinces and played 10 different shows what was that experience like for you you know what? It's so weird hearing you tell me that. I'm like, what? I did what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why would I do that? Did I really do that? <laughs> it was, yeah, again, another idea I'd had in my head because I'm very environmentally conscious. I think a lot about my impact on the planet and, and then our impact as artists as well, you know, because artists are often people who are on the move all the time. So, you know, we have, we have a role to play too. Not maybe a central role in the world, but hey, I thought I could, I could send a message or something or, and also just have fun by doing something like this. So, you know, I, I haven't had a car for a number of years. I get around everywhere on my bike and I, I was just sort of casually thinking, you know, I don't know how your brain works, but uh, just like, okay, I don't have a car anymore. I want to go on tour. Can I tour on a bike? You know? And then I was just started Googling and there was like not many people who've done it, but there are some. So including, um, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a group that toured from BC to Mexico, a whole band actually on bicycles. Huh. So yeah. Wow. Maybe I'll, I'll try to find that for you later. But so there's a few, you know, possibly slightly deranged people who've done this as well as me. And so I said, Hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And got the bike, got all the gear, got us ordered a special like pannier to put my guitar in. And then I just set out and 
when I got off the, so I took the bus across Newfoundland because riding across Newfoundland is horrible and it's super long. It's like a thousand kilometers and it would have taken me two weeks just to get to the West coast of Newfoundland. So I didn't want to do that. So I took the bus to Port of Basque, which is where you get the ferry to Cape Breton in Nova Scotia. And then I got off the ferry. That's where I first started riding the bike was like riding off the ferry. And I rode to Sydney, Nova Scotia from the ferry terminal. And as I was riding, I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> it's just like, to be totally honest, it's like, what have I done? Like, what have I gotten myself into? And, but it was okay. You know, I was like, I had so much stuff like on the bike. Everything was on the bicycle. I had racks in the front and on the back with the guitar and everything. And a, a tent, camping gear, the works. And I was just thinking like, can I even do this? Or is this just nuts? Because I have to get to a gig like tomorrow, <laughs> you know? So anyways, I made it that first ride. It was like 20 kilometers to get to Sydney. I was like, okay, I've gotten this far. That was my first little test. It's okay. I didn't die. You know, I'm a bit tired, but I feel okay. You know, slept in the hotel, played the show, which was great. And then I just sort of took it from there. And, and before I knew it, it was just, you know, I'd just gotten to a routine and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool experience. Met some great people and ended up going you know, to a little out of the way places that I certainly would not have gone to if I was driving a car, you know, just because just sticking on those small roads. And yeah, it was, it was a wonderful experience. I'd, I'd certainly do it again. It's a lot of planning, but it was a really, really cool thing to do. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, one of those things that like not very many people, like you said, have done. And to uh, have that experience in your back pocket is something that not many people have that story at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a unique thing and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so cool. I think when you get an idea in your head, do you know what I mean? Like, where does it come from? So you get this idea in your head, you imagine something and then you start, you know, putting all the little things into place to make it happen. And then when it's actually happening, it's just such a cool feeling to be like, you know what? A few months ago, this was just an idea in my brain. Now I'm touring around the Maritimes on my bike. So <laughs> <laughs> The, the things we can do if we put our minds to it, right? <laughs> uh, once you apply yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, perfect. Well, of yeah. course, we've been talking a little bit about the past and the process of getting here, but we uh, want to know, how are you applying yourself in the future here, Adrian? Yeah. Well, I've got, you know, <laughs> a lot of stuff on the go right now, which is really exciting. I've... Strangely, I don't know, it's, I don't know exactly how it came about, but more and more I've been focusing on music in French. So I've been doing a lot of stuff in French, starting with performing at the Folk Fest. I think it was maybe 2017 was the first time I did that, the Newfoundland Folk Festival. There's, um, it's called L'Espace Franco, it's a Francophone area. So I performed there. And then from there, I just sort of slowly started getting more involved in the French community here. To the point where um, I'm kind of one of their go-to people for gigs in the French community now. And then I did some songwriting workshops two years ago. And that resulted in me applying to go to Quebec for the... It's called the Festival International de la Chanson de Granby. It's a huge title. But uh, it's basically the biggest festival of French song in Quebec. And um, I was actually the first person from Newfoundland ever to make it to the semifinals of that festival. 
So that was super exciting. And it really got me pumped on French music. I met so many amazing people, did these really cool workshops, got to play on, you know, on this stage with this amazing house band of some of the best musicians in Quebec. So since then, that was last summer, I've been focusing a lot on my material in French. And um, I've just put in a grant proposal for the Canada Council to do an album completely in French. So I'm really, yeah, working a lot on that right now. And plan is to do that in Montreal in September. So yeah. And so I still, I've got probably like seven or eight songs written for it. Still need to write a few more. And yeah, that's, that's my main plan. And then a, a few other things along the way to that. Oh my goodness. So uh, the future holds many things. So the best thing to do is uh, not miss out and go ahead and follow Adrian on your favorite social media, maybe your favorite streaming service as well, so that when new music comes out, uh, maybe you're into that Francophone style, you can have it in your laps as soon as possible. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm on, as they say, all the platforms. <laughs> so, uh, Check it out, you know, check out the video. It's again, it, it really will put a smile on your face. I think it was such a joyful thing. And it's, it's nice just to have a project that was basically a whole community of people coming together. It's not just me, like with a camera on my face singing away. It's really the work of, you know, a whole bunch of different people. So it's super fun. And um, yeah, I'm super excited for everything coming up. Yeah. So thanks again. Hey, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you as well. And I thank you so very much for taking the time to dive behind this new single, Changes, with us here today on the DTP, Adrian. Colton, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much for having me and have a great day in uh, Kamloops. Kamloops. Yes, the other side of the country, our huge country. Huh? Hey, but hey. Uh, really cool that we can bridge the gap with, with this technology and maybe... Someday we'll, uh, we'll meet in person. <laughs> Stay connected. We will uh, bridge that gap. Sounds good, man. Hey, all right. Until then, have a great day. Okay. Thanks a lot. Take care. Ah, You can go ahead and find Adrian House's new single changes right now over on your favorite music streaming, Sir Aves. You can also check out the album from which Changes comes from. It is Adrian's 2019 album, Looking Up, as we discussed here today. And we also discussed the amazing music video, which you can go ahead and find on Adrian's YouTube channel. I have to go ahead and thank Adrian one last time for joining us here on the DTP. I have to thank the incredible Carrie from over at Bad Parade. For setting today's interview up. I have to thank the audio wizard German from over at ypeditor.com for making it sound so good. Last but not least, it is you, the mighty Ambush, for tuning on in today. If you've yet to join up with the Ambush, what are you waiting for? Because it's as easy as subscribing to the show. You can also help us out by sharing today's episode, giving us a five-star review, and by heading to our web store, which is www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go. Ooh, now we leave you with this. Go out, find your roar, and then let it out into the world and let them know. Until next time, I am. Bye-bye.
the Desert Tiger Podcast.